Hey guys, welcome to the Game Go Podcast. It's a podcast where we talk about video games and whatever the hell else we feel like talking about. I'm Hey Bit Hero. Hey guys, I'm Sonrith. No, you're not. Yes, I am. You know. Well, me. I guess whoever you are, this is the Game Go Podcast. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, <laughs> what's going on, guys? Hope you're having a good week, day, month, imposter, year, whatever the uh, time you're talking about is. Uh, we got a couple of new stories today. That's not as many because of. Uh, E3 just being last week, so... Yeah, you know, the game industry kind of just unloads that day. I was going to make that a much more gross joke, but I think that's okay to say. Yeah, I think we're (laughs) going to... All right, anyway, let's just... We're going to keep with that. Jump into the news stories for the day. They're not that many, and they're not that huge, but they're still, you know, worth talking about. Uh, At least some of them are. Uh, Last week, we talked about Sony with Fortnite, because Fortnite's now on the Switch, but if you have linked up your Epic account to your PlayStation Network account, you cannot link it with a Switch or an Xbox account, and you're locked. So I haven't played any Fortnite on Switch because I can't link my account. Thanks, Sony. Yeah, that's uh, we can't play together because of that. I, mean, I could go on PC, but like... We can't play together. <laughs> All right, so anyway... On the Switch. Because of, yeah, this problem, and I can understandably see that many people are very, very upset by this. It seems like a really, really dumb uh, technicality to it. I can understand not wanting to play with Switch together, but it is... It, it, if you've ever played as on, on the PSN, then yeah, you don't get to play on the Switch at all. Yeah, um... What you're saying, yeah, I, I, I can understand if you don't want me to be able to play with somebody from Switch PlayStation, but that should not stop me from being able to play Switch PC just because I have made the mistake of playing on the PlayStation and linking that account. Honestly, it's like an STD. Yeah, it is very much uh, <laughs> reminiscent of getting one of those. You can't do anything to get rid of it. You get, Go on. Yeah, you, you, you made the mistake of partnering with the wrong person or company, and now you can't play with anybody else. I like mean, you could also say it's a curse. You're stigmatized. Nope. I'm sticking with my original, uh, you know, uh, metaphor. Of anyway, all the STDs, which one do you think it is like most? It doesn't go away. So herpes? herpes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And anyway, we're talking about that. coming back every once in a while. We're talking about it because the turns out their um, Sony's shares actually took a dip during E3. Uh-huh. And... I can't think of anything negative that happened to them except for maybe this. Uh, they had a pretty good show, so I, I don't think that would have affected their shares. I, and I think they've probably come back up since then, but it's like it's clearly affecting their bottom line in some way. So I hope that they address it better than they kind of did, in quotes. Yeah, because when we say that they addressed it, they kind of just, oh, yeah, you're right. And that's no, just- they... They didn't even do that. They said the Sony PlayStation Network has 80 million active users, blah, blah, blah. They can play together. Mm-hmm. Here's a bunch of canned response regarding the statistics that are relevant to this problem. Uh, hopefully this is enough to get you guys to shut up. Basically saying, like, we have enough people here and on PC to play together. We don't need Switch and Xbox to, like, bolster those numbers anymore. Like, it's, it's, it's I don't know. It's really stupid. Yeah, <laughs> and it's I hope- not... Oh, go ahead. I, ho- I hope that people keep on raising a fuss about this because if if that is the case, then this could be the thing that finally breaks the camel's back. If Sony allows for crossplay on Fortnite, then it's going to look bad that they don't allow it on Minecraft and Rocket League. I think Minecraft is probably the best example because now you can play on Switch, crossplay with uh, Xbox. I think the mobile devices, phone, uh, PC, like. It, it's everywhere now. Right. And it's stupid that PlayStation's the one that's like, no, we're good, thanks. Yeah, I don't see how it's like, or I don't know what the big draw is. What advantage is it to like, okay, yes, you're right. You have the most people online. Uh, you're covering them because of those servers. And I guess maybe you pay, I mean, because you have to pay for PlayStation's online services, right? Uh, Yeah, but if you're playing... Switch crossplay with Xbox. I don't think you have to worry about paying for Xbox Live. Right. Um, yeah, actually, that's a very yeah. It's good that you brought that up. I didn't even think of that aspect of it. Xbox, like they're just just friggin' play, just connect to that same person. I don't understand what 
PlayStation has to gain by remain by keeping their system exclusive to only their players. It's like it's like watching a bunch of people in, in like behind in like a maybe a boarding school or something, and they're yeah. not allowed outside. I yeah, I don't know some kind of fence where people can see each other. And yeah, they're both doing the same stuff. Handball yeah. over here, handball over there. But there's a big gate in the middle. I did not want it to sound like the current political climate. I'm doing a lot to oh, try okay. and avoid like me saying fence, wall, border. Just, yeah. No, but I mean, it makes, it's just, it, there's no need for this. I don't think anybody who's going to buy an Xbox is now like, oh, well, I can't play with my friends on PlayStation. I'll go buy the PlayStation so we can play Fortnite together. Mm-hmm. Like they're not, it just, it, it makes them look weak. I think that they're the only ones that are unwilling to do this. Right. Just, it it really is with no other explanation. Cause that's not an explanation is telling us how many people you have on there. Yeah. It's not, that's not, that doesn't tell us why you're not doing it. Um, it, we don't need to open the pool to others is the dumb. Okay. Yeah. Cause that's the point of the internet and connecting to each other. Right. Is making sure I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, like I said, I hope that this is enough to finally put pressure on Tony to to open crossplay. Because I mean, they accidentally did at one point. Remember, we talked about this a yes. few months ago. Yeah, that somebody at Epic accidentally, quote unquote, uh, allowed crossplay between Xbox and PlayStation. So mm-hmm. all it, it clearly is a simple like we just need to patch it and it's good to go. Not even apparently patch it, just like a a change. Activate a in, switch. Yeah, a change in one value is all we need to do. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I, I hope that that changes the switch so far has had, oh, I'm not so far in the first 24 hours, they had 2 million downloads. That is crazy. And yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I hope that this is that Sony, uh, wakes up cause this is dumb. Yeah. There's 2 no million is not a number to scoff at. Exactly. Um, all right. So yeah, moving on next story, Metro Exodus has been finished. It is a game set in a post-apocalyptic Russia where people have been hiding in the tunnels of the metro. In this game, you finally get to leave the tunnels and explore the open world. And now they've done, they're have done they done working on it. 4A Games is a studio. They have eight months uh, from now to the release date to make the game as pretty as possible. And hopefully, maybe if they want, include some stuff post-launch that they didn't initially intend to. So that's cool. Um, uh, it looks really fun and exciting. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that game. It's a smaller story. I have story. Yet to jump into the Metro to, uh, fa- franchise. Um, I, every time I see anybody streaming it, I'm pretty uh, interested. I still don't know exactly what it's all about. I just know a lot of underwater living and avoiding... Uh, underground. Avoiding underground or... No, you said underwater living. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I did mean underground living. Uh, but yeah. There's like mutant monsters and stuff. It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Pokemon Go is the next big story. We're talking about it because they are finally going to release trading and friends lists, which, I mean, the friends list is cool and all, but trading is the one that I've been waiting for for since the game was teased, like two yeah. years ago, before it even came out. Uh, they're going to add that, and you're going to be able to send gifts to people on your friends list. Um, so, like, you'll find stuff at the Pokestops or the gyms, and you're not going to be able to use them. They're only going to be to gift to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mentioned, as an example, there's going to be a special Pokemon egg that's yellow. It's a seven-kilometer egg, and that when it hatches, it's going to be an Alola version of an existing Ooh. Uh, Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be cool. And then if you interact with your friends, you raise your level. So, like, if you go to gym battles or you're going to raids together, uh, you'll you'll level that up. And then if you keep on leveling it up, you're going to have a better attack bonus at gym battles and stuff. And there's other uh, bonuses they haven't revealed yet. Another one, though, is like with trading, if you're trading with your friends, then it costs you less Stardust. Normally, I think it, it looked like it costs a lot, and I haven't played in a while, so I don't remember if that is actually a lot. But if you are trading with a friend, it's going to lower that cost pretty significantly, I think. Wait, uh, sorry, what gets dropped? The Stardust? How yeah, much it takes to level? To trade. I thought you couldn't trade until now, though. They're going to add trading. Trading is going to cost Stardust. How does it cost more Stardust for, than a thing that didn't exist, though? I'm confused. <laughs> if you want to trade with somebody that you're not friends with, it's going to cost a large amount of Stardust. Mm-hmm. If you are friends with that person, oh, oh, I'm it sorry, the cost. I was missing out on the friendship aspect. Okay, yes. gotcha. Yeah, 
Uh, and then if you uh, trading will unlock at level 10 and you're not going to be able to do it online, it's just going to be in the local space to kind of keep it, you know, I think in the spirit of Pokemon where you're actually meeting up with friends and trading I with them and stuff. I think even also so that then you're still... The, the point of Pokemon Go is to go out and capture Socialize. stuff from your region, I mm. guess. And then if you want to go, like, Japan and Europe have Pokemon that only show up over there. If I think you could Europe trade has on... Mr. Mime, and uh-huh. I think Japan is King is Khan. Yeah, if, if you could trade online, it would remove that exciting aspect of it. I'm sorry, it's not King is Khan. It's Farfetch. I think, it's, uh, I think King is Khan is for Australia because mm-hmm. it's like a kangaroo with a pouch. That makes sense. Yeah. It's also a little bit racist, but okay. <laughs> anyway yeah so i mean i i'm going to be looking forward to this i might actually buy a battery pack so that my phone doesn't die because maybe i'll try pokemon go again mm-hmm. for the third time i think i've downloaded it a few times but i never stay into it anymore i still have a 6s which i think is going to be insu- insufficient Obsolete. to uh play that well yeah um so i'm gonna wait until september i'm supposed to get I'll be out of this contract. Cool. F Sprint. I don't ever want to deal with them again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the next machine I'm on, uh, hopefully I'll get uh, Pokemon Go on that. Yeah. All right. Cool. So that is the Pokemon Go news for the week, I guess, the month. Good on Niantic for uh, yeah, coming I'm out really, with something so like. I'm glad they're supporting this still. Mm-hmm. Somebody, I saw a post about something somewhere saying that. Pokemon Go's release week is probably the closest we've ever gotten to world peace. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I've I've never seen people so unified. Like like the 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 World Cup just is is going it's starting, on. Starting, yeah, yeah. And I haven't seen people around here like Mexico one, and just everywhere like people were that happy. Caused and, an artificial earthquake. An artificial earthquake. Yeah, people were celebrating too damn wild. Like holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> um, although I will say that there's some negative behavior about that. I did see a video of somebody burning a German flag there because are, Mexico beats Germany, yes, every, which is not cool. I don't understand why any celebration has to occur with the negative. How, how do you say? Like just the they're like, like they have to like be harsh or raise R A Z E on somebody. Yeah, you don't have to put someone else down to be. Yeah, there you go. Why does he? Why do you always have to put to someone celebrate. down to feel yeah. great? But whatever. Anyway, moving on. That's kind of <laughs> a huge aside. The okay. So next is my favorite story that we're talking about this week: Battlefield 5's developers and subreddit uh, moderators are done arguing with people that hate women and minorities. Mm-hmm. So when Battlefield 5 was revealed two, three weeks ago, there was a focus on the fact that women are going to be on the front line. You can customize your character to be however you want, any ethnicity or race. I mean, not race, sorry, gender. Mm-hmm. And some people were unhappy with that. And also because there's going to be a woman on the cover of the game. Uh, so a lot of people have been complaining and basically just bitching about how the fact that that quote unquote women were on the front lines. Yeah. Except for like in very specific situations they're like, hey, you can put them in those situations on those maps. But it's like, no, that's stop complaining. If I want to play as an Asian woman in France, like why not? This is a video game. They think they quote said it's a game, not a history book. Mm-hmm. This isn't. And there's a lot of people saying like it's historically inaccurate. I've seen the dumbest moves pulled off in those games that don't have any basis in it's, reality. Yeah, it's like, okay, because you flew out of one helicopter from a motocross bike off a ramp on the floor that somebody used, like, the propulsion of a tank <laughs> to get you up there. Yeah, that happened all the time in World War II. Like, <laughs> yeah, people were picking and choosing what they want to get mad at, and it's just so sad that it's like, oh, gender, this is awesome. Let's just fully load our guns and just totally hate on this thing for no yeah. real reason because yeah it's like what other game were you expecting 100 accuracy out of um i can understand to a certain point because the game is supposed to be about a historical event so i can understand the arguments there but See, then like they also say uh apparently cc or uh patrick Sutherland, yeah uh, ea's uh, chief creative officer patrick this Sutherland. is the most like 
I hate that this isn't said more often about every piece of media. I don't understand why everyone's default isn't this, why we need any more words than accept it or don't buy the game. Yeah. Whether it be movies, books, uh, uh, I was going to say films, but that's movies. Uh, but any <laughs> any form of media, books, music, uh, 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 games, everything should kind of go under, accept it or don't buy the game. You don't like how controversial it might be? Don't take it away from everyone. Just don't buy it. Yeah. That makes it harder for us to want to make it even if you yeah. don't buy it. So just don't buy it and there you go. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, it's it's like it's so frustrating that people will will spew that bullshit and think that they're right or justified. Like, I looked at the subreddit after I heard about the story and I was expecting to see a lot of people shouting down the hate, basically. But it sucked because it looked like more of the stories were just um, more subtle forms of complaining. Uh-huh. And then what's worse is that I saw a fair amount of support for that. I'm like, that's so... In um, There's a very famous gif of Battlefield 1, which takes place during World War One. There's a horse or a camel, and there's three people somehow riding on it. <laughs> and like one of them is using a flamethrower like it it is the most ridiculous looking comical this is not okay thing you've ever seen yeah like, just a female this is yeah three the, guys on a camel one of them's a flamethrower one of them has a flamethrower flame uh and like you said you know there is some historical because it it's based on a historic event i don't mind them changing stuff as long as it's not a disrespectful change I don't think there's a problem with changing the, the character that you're playing as by gender or ethnicity. I think that there'd be a bigger problem if you had jetpacks or, or something like that completely I feel changes how as the long world as is. nothing is meant to exclude anybody specifically or really uh, draw attention in a negative light to anyone, then um, fair game. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, if you really don't like the historical inaccuracy of that or are just really, really, really upset with the idea of a female in a time where that wasn't a thing, which I guess is just another way of saying historical accuracy, then yeah, don't play it. Don't support it. You show them that you don't like it. Their sales may or may not dwindle because of it. But uh, I mean, if you're spouting all this hate on Reddit or everywhere or just generally like talking down on the idea of female genders being represented in games along with other ethnicities and races. If you're, I hope that you're using an anonymous uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, username. I hope that you're okay with people know, Oh, uh, that guy is racist. That it's guy honest, is in game one way go. or another. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That guy is in one way or another, not tolerant of something. Uh, I just, I guess I know not to play with them, be their friend, deal with them yeah so if anything i just kind of hope that you guys are being authentic let me know that you know i you're not someone i want to deal with yeah um and then i saw another quote from patrick soderland saying that his daughter doesn't understand what all the hate is about and she's mm -hmm. like 14 years old yeah so it's like this little girl can not little girl but this young woman can understand something that a lot of people seem it's, to. and then it's even saying understand is a different way it's this isn't even a thing on her radar yeah it's like how what what the yeah, I guess you're right. She doesn't understand why it would bother anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, we're starting to see more of that. Uh, I think Polygon wrote an article with the word man babies in there. Right. <laughs> um, talking about this. And then also Ryan Johnson, he directed The Last Jedi. He has said similar things saying, like, it's not for you. You can enjoy the story that we're telling, but I am not writing a story for you, right. sir, who is screaming about uh, Rose in The Last Jedi. Um, that actress, Kelly Marie Tran, she got, like, chased off of, like, uh, Instagram or Twitter or both. Oh, my God, yeah. The one because from Stranger stuff Things? Like huh? Are you talking about Stranger Things? Oh, no, Billy Mobby, uh, sorry, Bobby sorry, Millie yeah. Brown also. Yeah, like, it's just pathetic. That's, <laughs> that's the only word for it. Yeah. These people, like, entertain us, and they get into jobs that they're passionate about because, like they want to be actors or actresses or make games. And then you have an army of dumb assholes who just have nothing better to do than complain about how having a woman in the shooter is, is undermining 
everything. I've seen people saying like, oh, these veterans from World War II would be aghast that you're putting women in the game. It's like, no, they'd be aghast that you're playing a game about this thing that they suffered through. Yeah, like if anything, like you're, did you just laugh about the thing, those atrocities that you committed right now? Like you're enjoying what you're going through? That was my life. Like we're making games that, not necessarily glorify, not because it's not always glorifying the stuff that like like the violence and all that. Yeah. But we're definitely it's making a game of it. Yeah, it is literally. And yeah. like I don't know. There's it's a really confusing amount of things for people to be upset about considering the entirety of the whole it's a video game. We're watching yeah. polygons go around and like quote unquote hurt each other. Uh, <laughs> why are we worried about like it's just, yeah, it's ridiculous, and it's sad that it's a thing at all. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm glad that there are companies finally taking a stand against this stuff uh, about people that are just – to do nothing but just spew hate, and it's, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous and it's pathetic, and I'm glad that, you know, Brian Johnson and EA and other people are, are – EA is, once again, controversial. Last year, it was because of microtransactions and loot boxes. And people, they had the most downvoted comment in subreddit history right. because they were trying to justify putting loot boxes into Star Wars Battlefront 2. And now it seems like they're a little more controversial this time because they're doing something good. And it's weird that they are. Yeah. And I don't know how much necessarily it is EA doing it versus the people, which, I mean, that's always kind of an argument, but it's good to have them in the corner of decency quite literally damned if you do damned if you don't situation like yeah no i mean yeah just ea's in the right on this one or at least the people working for them i I don't i don't know anybody who would work there that would say yeah there shouldn't be women in the game that's right dumb outside of this is a weird statement to take because i'm generally not in the form of censorship but i get i mean i i feel like this is if they're just saying hateful things then I'm glad that they're either done with it and just aren't going to be, like, addressing it. Or if, like, they said that they're they're removing their stuff on the Reddits, right? We'll uh, now ban any complaints. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But like I said, there are still Plenty subtle is. forms of people complaining about it. So it's not like you just can't be hateful about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, moving on, let's get to a, well, not a happier story. It's a but, neutral. This but is another a- one. Former uh, Telltale Games CEO Kevin Bruner has is sued the company for, for damages. He co-founded the company in 2004. Jeez, 14 years ago. And he claims that the company owed him some informational support that they didn't give him while he was preparing to sell his shares in the company, his stock. Uh, Telltale says that they're just trying to turn around the decline it experienced under his leadership. So it's right now it's just not a really they're not denying it they're just saying like he screwed us over so bad we're still trying to fix that mm-hmm. and I, I told you earlier i think someone commented saying that it sounds like he wanted insider trading but that doesn't really seem like the case i in the way that i'm guessing that it went around is that brunner was preparing to leave somehow they had some projects that they weren't being completely open with him about since they were basically kicking him out of the company uh-huh and then he left they announced these projects because I think I remember he left and then they announced like uh, The Wolf Among Us 2 and what they did another one, uh, the final season of The Walking Dead. And I forget what the last announcement was, but those things would have helped their stock and their shares as a company to make good announcements. Um, so I feel like maybe there might be something to them. I don't know exactly, but that that sucks. And it's kind of messy that the guy found the company, uh, founded it with. Uh, I want to say two other people, but I, I don't know for sure. And then he got kicked out. Yeah. Um, and then to get sued by him. like <laughs> the I, don't, a mess. I don't know what exactly it was that why they have such a bad falling out or how things went. Exactly. Yeah, because they had a series of layoffs, too, a few months ago. Okay. So it's like, Jesus. Um, But, yeah, uh, it kind of does sound like they're, they're not – it doesn't the way they frame it. It doesn't sound like insider trading where the guy was like looking for like, hey, what's going up? What's going down? Yeah, it's more like what you're. It does seem like more like a integral information that was relevant to him even at that time, right there. That he, it is kind of I guess privilege, but that's 
in, in at his position at the time, he should have been privy to that. He should yeah. have been able to have access to that information. Yeah, so that is unfortunate. Uh, hopefully, they find a decent uh, settlement or something to. All I compromise. know is that Kevin Bruner will remember this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> took me a second to realize what you're doing. Yeah. There. All right, next story, Jurassic World Evolution. That is the park building game from the people that did, uh, I think, Planet Coaster. They made Elite Dangerous, which is less uh, like this one. Basically, you're just making the park, and you have scenarios that, like, oh, get a certain number of dinosaurs or make a certain amount of money every week or month. You gotta, you have a zoo and you have your challenges, like we any, bought a any other zoo. mobile game or whatever. Yes, only this is on PC and it's, I think, good. Anyway, they're getting DLC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in conjunction with the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom movie coming out, I think this Friday, uh, they're going to add the Indoraptor from that movie, which is a new genetically modified dinosaur. And it looks creepy and weird. It's got like these really long finger claws. And mm-hmm. I think it runs on all fours. Uh, it's creepy looking. Anyway, they're adding him, and they're also adding five other dinosaurs, the Allosaurus, Baryonyx, Carnotaurus, Cynoceratops, and the Stigmaloc. These, Stigmaloc? These are real names. Yes. Baryonyx to... <laughs> sounds like a Monster Hunter creature. I was about to say, like, these are cool names. Oh, wait, these are just real dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, those six are coming for free to Jurassic World Evolution. Uh, when asked if they had any other announcements to make, they said no, but if you look at the other games we make, we always update them for a while afterwards mm-hmm. so it'd be crazy if we didn't for this one so I, I if you enjoy the game here's some free stuff and i'm sure there's gonna have some other cool uh, add-ons later uh i really want to get the game it looks cool all right next story nintendo and disney are making a switch tv show this is what yeah uh so <laughs> the basis sounds like it's going to be a game show with two competing families called the nintendo switch family showdown mm-hmm that's a good creative name. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be on Disney Channel, Disney XD, and I believe they've already put out uh, casting calls. Or you know, Oh, my God. We need to get on this. But it has to be, a, a, I think, a nuclear family kind of situation there. This is dumb. This yeah. is dumb and racist. <laughs> uh, no word on what the prizes are going to be, whether it's going to be a bunch of switches or money or something. But I do believe that they said they were going to show off games that weren't out yet necessarily, like maybe Smash Brothers or... Other stuff Ooh. like that. So that, that'd be cool. I'd love to see a family going at it with uh, Mario Party or something. That'd be pretty sweet if it was just families playing new games that they're showcasing. Because that way they don't have any form of real advantages outside of if oh, they right, 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 like yeah. the franchises before. The games like in Billy the is a world-ranked Smash Brothers player. Yeah, so we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> that um, would kind of suck, but yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be cool. Uh, I mean, this sounds like a cool idea... Uh, Nintendo and, I mean, Disney. I had a joke or something about this. I don't remember what it is, though. Nin Disney. Disney. I don't know. Either way, it's cool that they're doing this. I miss all, like, those old game shows from when I was younger, like Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, Legends of the Hidden Temple, Um, Double Dare and its variations, which I think they either brought back or are planning to. I Um, think I heard something about that, too. There was... uh, Oh, yeah. There's... um, (laughs) Ugh, Nick Arcade, which was way before you. I think that's what they said this is going to be like. Did did you? Okay, cool. You So that's the why you got the mention, but you never watched Nick Arcade, right? I don't know. Dude, there was this other show. Uh, <laughs> Mario Lopez hosted it. Oh, Mario boy. Lopez was on Saved, Saved by, by the, the Bell. Bell. <laughs> yeah, he also hosts Dancing with the Stars, I think, now. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I forgot. This was like on some cable channel that G4? we had a long time. No, not G4, though. <laughs> um. But yeah, I want to look up that show again because they're big. Was it Nickelodeon? It wasn't Nickelodeon. It okay. was like Turner Family Channel or something like Whoa, that. I don't know. Turner Family Classics. No, then it wasn't that. I don't know. But the last game had this weird thing where you have like a wrist laser. Okay. To activate, like you're, you have a wrist laser <laughs> and you have this helmet that blinds you and you're in a maze. And you have another friend looking overhead. Okay. So and they're telling you which way to go and turn, guiding you through the maze and telling you when to fire your laser. And I guess you vocally telling your friend is supposed to be like the player at the control 
And yeah. then the blind player is like the character. That's crazy. So, okay. yeah, they walk through this maze blind, which, oh, yeah, that's safe. And then they have to, you get they get to these imaginary encounters in the maze yeah. where they have to stop in place and then kind of like this weird primitive motion sensing thing that they had on their wrist oh, no. would fire yeah. a laser every time they do this. Like I have my wrist up. And then they'd go down. That lets the light through because their hand is no longer blocking it. Oh, my God. It's like um, they would shoot something that looked like Andros. It was a big 3D polygonal face. Yeah. Um, But, yeah. Anyway, so. I'm sorry. I I need to look that up. (laughs) Maybe we don't need quite that on the show. But um, (laughs) the premise sounds cool. I did not mean to go crazy on that one. You did a little bit. Last story of the day of the week is an update to the Monster Hunter World and Final Fantasy XIV crossover we mentioned uh, last week for the E3 episode. The Rathalos is coming from Monster Hunter World into Final Fantasy XIV. You're going to be able to hunt it if you are the level cap of level 70. And the director explained that he didn't want it to be an easy thing so that if you unlocked it at level 30 then you could just level past it and then kick its ass and destroy it. He wanted it to be a challenge, and right now 70 is the highest you can get, so uh, that sounds like a fair you know, excuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the behemoth, I didn't know this one, the behemoth from Final Fantasy XIV is going to come to Monster Hunter World. It's got these big horns on its head, and it's got like uh, like a mane down its back, and you're going to be able to break off those horns and cut its tail off and stuff, just like uh, with other Monster Hunter monsters. And it's all coming this summer, which I'm looking forward to because yeah, those those look pretty dope, the, be- the behemoth. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see what armor you can make out of them and weapons. I'm really excited to try uh, Dauntless. Um, oh, yeah. I want to try it soon. Why? Um, because it's supposed to be a monster hunter-like clone. How'd you hear about Dauntless? I heard it through... Uh, I was listening to the last GI show podcast. Game Informer. Game Informer. And Dan Tack was talking about it. And Cool. Sounds like a great guy. <laughs> he's an absolutely good reviewer, at least. Yeah, I he's, don't know he's I don't know about his morality or his character. He seems like <laughs> a he seems like a decent individual. At least he's upholding a job and I guess that's good. That doesn't say anything about anyone. No, it doesn't. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, he he. I've heard him on the on the podcast on the Game Informer podcast. Yeah, he's he's a pretty straightforward seeming kind of guy, and he's he seems like a cynic. But when I think you said when he's enthusiastic about something, he that he shows and, it. Yeah, that's what I like. Is that sometimes he goes on there and at first I was like, does this guy like anything? He seems to just crap all over <laughs> everything. That Ben Hansen is a host, right? Yes. He is such, like, a delight, too. Like, I want to so bad just, like, hang out with that guy. He just seems so excited about anything video game related. And you could start off with the most shallow bit of game stuff, but then it's cool because he seems to spit out some kind of industry, whether Random. it be journalist or, yeah. or, or at game industry. Like, he'll throw some stuff in about it. Uh, anyway... Dan Tech, though, was talking about Dauntless. That made me want to try it because he compares it also to Monster Hunter. I have not played a Monster Hunter yet. You begged me, like, to get into uh, and World. And you never did. And this is probably going to be the thing that makes me like, okay, so if this is this game and I like it that much, maybe this will make me want to try, if not this Monster Hunter, then whichever next installment comes majorly. Generation 2 is coming to... On Generation Switch? Ultimate's coming to Switch. Yeah, so yeah. maybe that'll make me want to get into it. Um, do it but i definitely want to try it it looked great it's it, that one's I cartoonier that free but it looks cool yeah they had a lot of early access founder stuff on it for a while cool um but i think there's less weapons in that one but there's also just the style is is definitely less realistic but it also still looks very good it's stylistic it's mm-hmm. fun um, um yeah i want to try it also so that's something that i'm gonna try soon uh i have been playing uh some gears of war 4 I haven't, I hadn't tried that, and I'm not even sure how long ago, how long ago did four come out? Uh, pretty recently, within like the last year, because okay. I remember they did three, and then they did Judgment, and then I think they stopped for a while. Yeah, yeah, and that's what confused me is I wasn't sure how old, how long ago was three. Uh, I thought maybe even they were on five, but I may be confusing it with a uh, Halo. I think five only recently got announced or something. Yeah, um, yeah, at E3 this year, I think they were showing off Gears of War four last year at E3. 
So unless I'm mistaken, Gears of War Four. I'm doing the co-op campaign with my buddy Tim Demick or Tim Millionaire. He goes by both online. Um, yeah, fun times. Their co-op is just as like good as I remember in the past. I remember this game being that- one of the big major couch co-op games for 360 that i played yeah yeah when the first one came out like i was surprised that it looked as good as it did and also you can play in split screen yeah like it did wow and like no slowdown no nothing it's just one system is needed like if you open a menu in borderlands on split screen the whole game slows down yeah um but yeah my brother and i actually ended up renting two and three and playing through them just because of the convenience of being able to play in the same tv like it does That's a huge. really good job of handling it that way or even online so you have the whole screen to yourself. Um, oh, yeah. D- like, it just – and it does a lot of just any combination you could want, whether it be split screen or with somebody online, two people, four people. It's like – because it does up to four-player co-op on Gears 4. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think 3 also did that. Okay. I didn't remember. Yeah, 3 I... was the first one to introduce the female characters, right? Playable, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't this know. game, the story <laughs> has been really cool. I really like the new character, uh, the new main character. GD? Yeah, which, who is uh, Marcus's, Marcus's son. son. Yeah. He, what I like most is that he doesn't look like he's supposed to be necessarily the protagonist. He looks mm, okay. plain AF. Like, he doesn't look really super special or anything. That's what you want out of a main character. I want that out of... Um, like this is no longer Marcus's story. This mm. is about yeah. like the war and all that stuff. Like we we're we're learning just more of the fallout and like the stuff that happened after the the events of Marcus Phoenix. Now, um, <laughs> like I really feel Phoenix. I really feel like Gears of Wars one through three were the tale of Marcus Phoenix. You know? Yeah, it he he was like the hero. Him and his crew actually were. Yeah, and, and they all look like beefcakes. They. <laughs> They, They're yeah, huge. yeah, admittedly, they, but they all have like very, very distinguishing features about them. Mm, They're okay. very, very, like you could put them all in this a Saturday a morning character. cartoon. Yeah. Like Baird has the goggles and the spiky hair. Then, uh, yeah. Santiago's yeah. the only one that I couldn't tell you like any distinguishing features necessarily. Yeah, he looks a little Mexican. <laughs> Dom, right? Definitely. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, Oh um, my god! With his wife, that scene. Yeah, that was sad. Woo. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, what I like about the new characters is that none of these guys—well, maybe with the exception of like the Mexican-looking uncle dude—okay, <laughs> like these guys don't have any crazy wild standout things, and I like He's that. Got one red eye, and one blue team. eye. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess, but like, I like that they all look just kind of regular. Believable. None of them are trying to steal the show from anybody. They all just banter with each other, but very evenly. That was such a good thing about those games. Yeah, that they just have that little quick back like and forth. Learning about Cole's career as a thrash ball player yes. or whatever. Every time like, they just like, yeah, weren't you good at this? And didn't you make that really long throw? And then he goes, oh, man, that was the game of my life. Dog. They didn't sound like that. I did... None of them sounded like either of those characters. <laughs> there were two people talking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, those those they do a pretty good. I didn't play four story yet, but I remember one through three, and even uh, Judgment had a pretty cool story as far as like the setup and the mechanics. Yeah, I listened to a, a podcast that went in de- in depth with one of the writers for of, Judgment of Judgment. Yeah, and he was talking about the. The whole memory, like when you're talking and testifying. I love that. Oh, you want a harder challenge. If you want a harder challenge, you go do it. And then when they show you the cutscene, he talks about also having thrown that in there. Well, he'll even narrate over it too. Right, right. Like there's one I think you're trying to defend a statue. And I think if you don't let it get damaged at all, at the end of it, he's like, yeah. And like, and we kept the statue standing too. Like we were great. (laughs) He just throws it in there to like. Something like, Yeah. But then if you don't, he just kind of doesn't even mention it. He doesn't say anything about it. Like, (laughs) like, yeah, we suffered some damage, but we were all right. There's some collateral damage. (laughs) Yeah, it was was a cool uh, idea for that, for the story for that game. Very clever. It was, yeah. Um, But that was for that game. Uh, It was a cool podcast and listening to the guy talk about it. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. The big thing was him being like, yeah, no, writing for a game is way harder than I thought. I thought it was easy. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, no, I can't even imagine how much. Um, It's like 
when uh, David Cage talks about how many pages are in the script for Beyond Two Souls, he said it was 9,000 pages or something. Uh, poor, poor everyone involved. When <laughs> yeah. Do, when you do a dialogue-heavy game with, like, like branching hey, I choices. The, I got cast as a lead. Oh, no. Here's the script. <laughs> and it sucks, too, because you know that some players are never going to see some of those lines. Yeah. Considering um, it's like a multiple choice kind of choose your own ending game. It was one of the things – it was one of the big things about the strikes – about the, uh, oh, voice, the strikes, oh, voice yeah. acting strikes. No, the vo- oh, voice acting strikes. After, yeah. Yeah. Um, because of the fact of how heavy it is, it's like how do you charge on this and stay economical? Because yeah. you're doing a lot more work than anyone in a episodic or in, in film that doesn't even hold a candle yeah. to the p- potential amount of lines in a game. There's only the one path. That, and and, uh, and no maybe other. deleted scenes. But oh that's yeah, still yeah. Part of it that you're just taking out. Yeah, and 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 in like the deleted scenes, those were being recorded anyway, and that's just what you cut out. This is all still intended to be in there, so it's all also going to get treated and worked on. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh man, I can't I can't imagine making one of those games. Yeah. Uh. Also tried out Fortnite on Switch. Um. Since it's. I think we did talk about it last week, considering we were covering E3, and I have yeah. been trying it, and it just, yeah, it feels, it feels smoother for me than on PC, only because of my my machine. But it's great that it runs so good and fine. Like I don't have to worry about it. my PC. I have to worry about sometimes, um, like it just having a stutter every once in a oh, while, yeah. and that like. If it's if the stutter occurs because it's loading in an enemy model, oh, no. guess who wins that engagement? You know. Yeah. So peace on on uh, the switch. I mean, it's probably happened like once or twice in the three weeks that I've played it. So that's definitely way more reliable for me, and I get better uh, results on that thing. Top cool. ten consistent. Yeah. Um, yes, that's Splatoon as well. I'm still playing that. On that. I'm yeah, the Arctic expansion. Oh, I need to get it. I haven't tried it yet. Um, I'm doing that today. Yeah, it looks Wish cool. I could have done it before today, but uh, yeah, financial reasons did not allow that. Yeah, since they revealed Marina, I've always like I've liked the way that the the octolings look, look more. Yeah, than the squid kids, squidlings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad that they finally included them, especially since they both make ink. I guess I don't remember her making any. Are they both octolings? Who Pearl uh, is not. Right, right. Pearl is a squid, and Marina is an octoling. Yes, I. Kind of don't like the fact that I can't recall her making like a big deal or like, hey, the rest of my species is here now. Like, <laughs> oh, huh. She's the only one. Maybe that is she an has octoling. voice lines in um the expansion. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Once you get it, and then they. Yeah. Okay. But then yeah, once you beat it, you can play as an octoling in the main multiplayer and stuff. That looks... It's kind of weird that they tuck it. Uh, did you see where it ends up in the plaza? No. Where is it? Remember where Spike was? Uh, yeah. by that cafe and yeah. merch is right there too. You, if you keep going, there was like a do not cross like wet floor yeah. kind of thing. That's still there if you don't have the D- the DLC. But now you can check it and it says listen, and then it just a prompt comes up saying you can hear something from from the subway. Um, get the Octo Pass expansion and oh okay maybe once you buy it it line. makes a bigger deal of it maybe yeah it just I'll feels ask- so like hidden and tucked away. Well, I mean, if you remember, the bear one is, like, off behind a cage if it's not active yet. Right. So, it's fine, I think. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Sea of Thieves because they've updated it. The Hungering Deep released, like, two, three weeks ago now, uh, where you have to uh, talk to a bard named Merrick. He's got, like, a missing leg and an arm, I think. And if you ask him about his injuries, he'll tell you that he fought this giant beast. So, the quest is you have to find his journals, figure out how he summoned it, and then... Take his song, put it on your boat. Like, you start playing the song, then you have to have a friend play it with you while he's on the boat when you're near the boat so that he'll keep the song going because if you stop, then you start a new song and you need his specific song. Okay. And you have to sail east halfway across the map, still playing the song, and then you need at least five people, which the maximum crew size is four, so you need to communicate with another player. We need your help to play the song. Okay. I got lucky... Some kids were asking about it, and I think they were new and they hadn't started the quest yet, so they wouldn't really have been uh, eligible to do it. Right. But then as we're talking with them, another ship pulls up. I'm like, oh, God, do we have to shoot them? And they're like, hey, you guys want to do the thing? Oh, nice. (laughs) So then 
my friends go off and I'm on the stranger's boat and I'm like, yeah, well, I'll meet you there. So they grab the song. I'm playing it while they're sailing off east. My friends are like, okay, we're here with the kids. Like, there's two kids on a smaller boat. Are you almost here? So then I'm like, yeah, we're, we're there. And then another boat pulls up to where they are. Uh-huh. So we end up four boats all Everybody just the working song. together trying to get this uh, same goal accomplished so for each other. Summoning this beast, and it's a giant shark. Uh-huh. Like, there's great white-sized sharks in the game. If you're in the water for too long, okay, they'll attack you. This thing was bigger than the boat. Ooh. A ship, like a galleon. Ooh. It's massive. It's, oh man. Yeah, the fin is like gnarled. It has two eyes in each, where each eye should be. Okay. Like a bigger one and like a smaller one. And it looks all jacked up. And if it rams your ship, you can actually just go flying right off of it. Ooh. And if you touch it, you die. Um, which, I mean, you can always just revive and go back on the ship, but that takes some time. So we had four ships all attacking and shooting this thing. <laughs> It was amazing. It was really cool, uh, but it was only active for two weeks. Uh huh. It was an event. I didn't realize it was only going to be two weeks, so one of our friends didn't get it. Oh no! You end up getting this cool masthead like under the uh, the front of the ship, mm-hmm. and it's just a shark. But if you don't get it, you just get booted off the server forever. Forever. <laughs> no. Um. So then they replaced it with the skeleton throne event, which okay. some the group that told you to go find Merrick now has like a, their own faction page with the status updates and all that. In the game, and they put up these thrones hidden on ten islands. Five of them you can find and activate yourself if you just sit on them. The other five, you need other players to sit on them with you. You need one person from another crew. So now that, again, they're fostering that whole competitive, I mean, not competitive, cooperation, Mm -hmm. which doesn't always work. We found a group at one of them, and they attacked us. And it's like, do you want it or not? Like, like we both need to activate the throne. Are you defending it so no one else can get it? I I don't understand. And uh, we had to leave after that, so that kind of sucked. Uh-huh. Uh, so it, it's pretty fun. You can earn cool um, – you can earn special money in the game called doubloons from that faction. And then you can spend those on – I think it's called Bone Crusher uh, coat or hat or a dress. And it's a special this cosmetic piece. Yeah, those three items. And then there's some other stuff that's consumable that, like, I think you can only earn the 100 doubloons. So, like, you would want to buy those first and then maybe whatever else afterwards but I, I don't know exactly how it works i haven't i haven't gotten all of it yet it's it's cool though um i'm glad that they're adding this stuff to the game post-launch and it's all free so if you ever get the game you know hopefully there's an event because once the events are gone i think they're done for a while but when they released the skeleton thrones they said um the shark's gone for now but it's inspired other creatures to attack basically so, so now think, that area has other stronger. Not now, but I think there's going to be other events where you can fight either the shark or a giant octopus or oh, there's already the Kraken, actually. Just other creatures. I, I'm I'm pretty excited to see what they add to the game. Right. And since it's Pride Month, they've also added a rainbow flag. Okay. Uh, it had been a while since I played, so I didn't realize they had added flags because before your flag was just white. Other people said their flag turned black at some point. No one knew exactly why or how. But, but that you... that marked the the when they started putting new no, flags in there. No, it was before that even. Like the flag wasn't a customizable thing. They just said like we looked up and our flag was black, and I don't know how, what I did to change that. Right. But now you have no flag when you start, so you got to go up there and put one up. There's like a red, black, blue, white. There's a checkered one, and then they've added the rainbow flag, which I think is a little bigger than the other flags, but I I don't know. But yeah, it looks nice. All I know is that it looks fabulous. Yeah. Uh, And that game is pretty cool, too, because, like, our friend puts on dresses. You can put whatever items you want on your character, Mm -hmm. whether they're female or male. Like, it's really, it's, it's, it's. That's good. It doesn't make any big deal of it. It's just like, hey, you want to wear the dress? Go for it. Yeah. Um, no, so yeah, when a, when a man who's willing to go out to sea with a gun (laughs) is out there, you let him dress in whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. Uh, so then I've been playing that and I've also been playing the division. Uh huh. Um, I was watching a weird one to be playing. Well, they recently updated the game because the division two, they showed off some of that at E3 this year Mm -hmm. and they added stuff like within the last week called shields. And they're basically like special achievements. If you earn enough of them, you get special stuff for the next game. Okay. So right now there's four and each month from now until the release, they're going to add another one. So that's another set of challenges or, or things that you have to do. looks really cool. Uh, I am starting on PC f- fresh from, like, scratch. 
So I'm going through the story right now and leveling up. And the game is just, it feels so good, like, the gunplay. Like, it, it feels very grounded. The only problem is the enemies, it, it's basically like Destiny or Borderlands, where they don't just die just because you shot them in the head with a sniper yeah, rifle. Yeah, they're all uh, bullet sponges. Uh, yeah, not as bad as... Not as, as bad as, like, it, Halo or Gears of War. I think, yeah, like, if you are leveled up and your stats are good enough, you can still one-shot some enemies with the headshot, but... Mm. And then later in the end game, it was when it got bad because I played the game on release and the games, the enemies like in the final dungeons or whatever, dungeons in quotes, would require like 50 headshots or something to like tick their health down. It, it, it was kind of weird considering how realistic the game was supposed to be. Yeah. And then having that. It does break it a lot. Like just seeing anybody get a bullet to the face and for some reason only <laughs> a tenth of their health yeah. ticks down. Yeah. Um, but then there's still cool stuff where, like, some of the enemies are called cleaners. They burn and kill uh, people they think are infected, which is not great since we can maybe help them. Yeah. But they carry these tanks of fuel on them. So if you shoot them, you can see a spout of flame go off and then they just explode. And I think, unfortunately, for the like the later enemies, that doesn't kill them. It does a lot of damage, though. So that's still uh, a smart tactic to do. But, yeah, the game is fun. The game is good, as Reggie would say. Uh, and I can't wait for the next one. But yeah, The Division, they've added a lot to the game, and I ended up getting it for like 15 bucks, the $90 edition. Okay. It was on sale, so I got all the DLC now. I uh, know I have The Division. I No, I, I'm like 90% sure I have none of the DLC. There's The first one is Subways, which is just makes procedurally generated uh, maps mm-hmm. when you're going into like to do challenges. The second one was survival. You're going into a blizzard and you start with nothing. You have to find like clothes, materials, weapons, materials, and you have to make clothes so you survive the blizzard. And then you have to find better weapons. Are there a hundred other people that do it? No, there was one winner, maybe 30 people. And it wasn't about killing the other people, although you can go into a PVP one that you can shoot and kill the other character players. Uh huh. You have to go into the dark zone in the middle of the map, extract, and then kill like two very tough bosses to get out. My friend and I did it, and it's insanely fun because you don't have to be, like, super leveled, like, because you start with nothing at the beginning. It's just, like, everyone's even here. It, it's really, it's enjoyable. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then the last DLC, I think, was mostly PvP, but I don't, I don't, I didn't play it yet. So I don't know what, what that all is about. But yeah, Division, it's, it's very fun. It's still, like, 50 bucks on PC, so... If you can get it like on a console where it's used for fifteen, then I would do probably that go that instead. route. Yeah, but yeah, those are the uh, games we've been playing. Some cool. older stuff, uh, but we have a couple coming out within the next week that we're gonna list here for you. Yeah, Wednesday, yes. June twentieth is Grab the Bottle uh, on Xbox and Switch. That's a spinoff of Spin the Bottle. Okay. Yeah. Don't let it just. Grab it. Don't let it spin. <laughs> yeah. Thursday, June 21st, we have Pode on Switch, Vegas Party on Switch, The Journey Down Chapter 1 on Switch. These are all on Switch. Uh, Lost in Harmony, Drawful 2. Just the Drawful 2? Nice. Like on a lone thing. Uh, yeah. Johnny Turbo's Arcade Wizard Fire. <laughs> Survive, Mr. Cube. One word. Um, Destiny Prince- Destiny's Princess, A War Story, A Love Story. Uh... Okay. That sounds interesting. And Gunbird 2 for all for Nintendo Switch. Well, the title for that one is specifically Gunbird 2 for Nintendo Switch. It is. That is the part of the title. That is weird. I Yeah. Uh, June 22nd, we have New Gundam Breaker for PS4. Slime San Super Slime Edition on Xbox. Uh, Xbox One. Uh, Battle Knights, also on Xbox One. Yet Another Zombie Defense HD, Xbox One. I wonder what that game's about. Mario Tennis Aces. I, I what the hell is this game about on Switch? Who's Mario? Uh, that zombie one. I wonder what definition it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, I HD. <laughs> I wonder what that stands for. Um, Human defense. defense. Oh, uh, know. Monday, uh, June twenty fifth. Another world on Switch. What game is that? I feels familiar. Two worlds is maybe what you're thinking of. Maybe that's what maybe. I'm thinking of. But uh, I don't know. I want to look that up after. June 26th, we have Rainbow Skies on PS4. The Crew 2 on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Lumines Remastered on, or Luminous. I'm, I Luminous. Thought, 
I thought it was lumines. The word lumen? It looks like lum- lumines because of how English works, but I think it's luminous. Oh, but then this is another word that doesn't do that because yeah. of how English works. <laughs> this is another exception to the many, many, many exceptions to the rule. Slime Sand, Super Slime Edition on PS4. What's uh, luminous the- on? Oh, yeah, sorry. PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit are on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. I want this. It's yeah, free. This is the, um, it's free, and this is the one that's from the same guys and is related to... Um, Life, is Strange. Life is Strange. I think it's set like two or three years after the events of that game. Um, Near Automata, Become as God's Edition on Xbox One. Uh, Ease or Wise? Ease. Yeah, East 7, 8, eight. sorry, East 8, Lacrimosa of Dana. And Dana is like all capitalized, so I guess it's a acronym. Yeah, also we've, we've on, talked about this one a bit. Uh, this is going to be on Switch. De Blob? The first one? On Switch. I think so. <laughs> Crazy. I've wanted a reason. I've wanted some way to play this uh, conveniently. There you go. Anywhere um, you want. Color, Switch. And Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle Donkey Kong Adventure, which yeah. is a new DLC, is coming out on Switch uh, also on June 26th. I am looking forward to that one. Yeah. This is none – none of this was like – or not a whole lot of this was covered at E3, but this – man, they good time Donkey to be Kong games. Adventure. Yeah, they did. They did. I know some of it was, but yeah. yeah, still good time to be a gamer right now, man. Yep, especially with free games like Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Uh, I can't Dauntless. wait. Dauntless. Or oh, dude, yeah. everyone's favorite, Paladins. Warframes is still good. Warf- I want to try Warframes, too. I'm getting more open to free games because I wasn't. And I think Some it's because the good. old model was like crappy game, uh, ads everywhere, and that's it. But like that's not the scene anymore. That's not how it goes yeah. anymore. Well, I mean, even when they started doing MOBAs like League of Legends, like a lot of those are free. Uh-huh. I think League of Legends is a, user- a new friendly a new player-friendly version of a MOBA because there's Dota and there's Han and Dota 2 and those right. are like, you have to know what you're doing, otherwise you're not going to have fun. League this of Legends entry level. is a good way to... Yeah, it's it's enjoyable. And cool. it's got a better aesthetic, I think. It's more cartoony. Nice. Kind of like Fortnite to PUBG. Um, um, yeah, that's a really... Like, not super slow week, just like we said. Week after E3 and these upcoming weeks are probably going to be a little bit slow on the news end. And a little releases. bit drier. Although now with the switch out, every Thursday is gonna have like a billion games. So yeah, we'll always have something to talk about. Good God, that game, that library, it like started jumping up in numbers really quick. Yeah, I think the one week there was like eighteen new games on Thursday. It's beautiful, Mangs. Most of them are, yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. This has been the Game Go Podcast, where we talk about video games and whatever else we want. I'm uh, Sonrith, and I'm Hate Bit Hero. And if you like what we do, please go to like iTunes or the Google Play Store and give us five stars or four. All of the stars. Yeah. If you have more stars, we take stars. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns for us, please email us at gamegopodcast at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us on Twitter at GameGo11 or just use hashtag GameGoPodcast. And I'll check that out and hopefully get back to anybody who has questions or comments. Or on Instagram as well. Um, Is it just GameGo? It, I believe it's just GameGo. Yeah. If you find, if you search for GameGo, you'll see us with our logo on there. And if you're really lost, go to GameGoPodcast.com. At the top, there is a Find Us At tab, and you can email us or contact us on YouTube and all that. Uh, all and please, of our contacts are yes, on there. Tell your friends about us. We grow through word of mouth. So if you enjoy uh, listening to us talk about news and stuff, uh, please tell other people, and we will grow. Also... If you live in the L.A. area and you've got some time and want to try a little bit of this streaming stuff or would be interested in talking to us about video games, let us know that, too. And we'll see if we can arrange something, start getting guests on this show. Yeah. Or even if you're not around here and you want to maybe we can Skype you in and talk about uh, video game news and stuff. And if you're an expert in something, then even better, we can talk to you about whatever it is that you uh yeah, Deal. like, uh, you've had a couple of devs on, on the live streams. Yes. Start offering that, I guess. Um, and anybody, if on the off chance, like, I don't know if any devs ever actually picked us up on, on their podcast, or if they yeah. listen to us regularly, but we would love to hear from you guys. Yeah, guests would be fun. I think you guys would enjoy them, slash, it would be enlightening for everybody to, to ask people about exactly what it is Mostly they do. Mostly us. 
Yeah, man, <laughs> I saw somebody, when they announced the new Smash Brothers, they were saying, like, oh, it's just an old game. Just why is this taking so long? And it's like, no, there's so much work it takes to update and make a new game and then make it all the pieces fit together. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's People like, are... you will never hear the same argument or uh, uh, like for um, a movie. If they're going to remake a, a, an old classic, oh, right. who is like, it was already done. Why don't they have it done faster? Like, no, you idiot. That's not how anything <laughs> works. Like, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> anyway. like, you don't have to write a new script. Just use the old one. There you go. Um, but yeah, please, uh, if you enjoy what we do, we would appreciate uh, any sort of support, word of mouth, all that good stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys next week. See ya. Thanks for uh, listening.